Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Relove podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ezzy Spencer. I'm an author, a coach, and I help brilliant, magical women all around the world to create a love. I support you to be fully open and available for love and help you to call in the one. So really get ready for that committed partnership and then get out and date in a way that's actually really fun and magical. Because once you're really in your feminine essence, once you're really embodying who you really are, once you have your love consciousness elevated and you're flowing in your high vibe love field, then it actually is fun. Uh, But there's usually blocks and tangles and knots underneath the surface and we release those first so there's nothing in the way for you to then call in the one and the dating skills and the technique and that kind of stuff you can learn that you know and actually I highly recommend that you do if you are dating in the current moment because let's be honest dating in the digital age is fundamentally different from dating 10 years ago it does require new skills you will need to learn dating app language for you not to be eaten alive out there and you can learn it. You can totally learn new skills and you're actually just going to have the most amount of success in terms of implementing those skills when we undo any unconscious vows that lie beneath the surface. So making sure that we go in first to find, release, surface any of those unconscious vows so that we can have you freed up and really available for love. And in this podcast, I go into questions that come up in my coaching practice. I go through listener questions. So you're always welcome to DM me on Instagram. I'm Ezzy Spencer on Instagram. If there's a topic that you would like me to cover, if there's a question that you would like me to answer anonymously for you on the podcast, feel free to reach out. And in this particular episode, I'm going to dive into a question that came through from someone who took my DIY self-study course. And Maybe you don't know that I have a DIY self-study course. I don't talk about it all that often because it's on my website, ezzy.love. I'll link it in the show notes. But what usually happens is that someone usually goes to my website and they see the self-study course there and it's only $97. So it's like such a no-brainer. They feel an intuitive yes. They jump in, they do the course and they get instant shifts. So super, super, super powerful. The course is called Lovable. And, you know, I invite you just to go and check it out, ezzy.love. That is the subsidiary website, ezzy.love love. I mean, subsidiary sounds a little bit formal, doesn't it? Um, But that is the website that sits under the main umbrella website of ezzyspencer.com. So I did do a podcast episode recently. Relove is one of my three main projects. And so you can go over to ezzyspencer.com and to really see the whole body of my work there. Um, and read a little bit about the development and what's the nexus, like what's the links between each one of those pieces of that body of work and go and listen to that podcast episode if this is something that is interesting for you. If you're like, oh, how was Relove born? And then why is she also doing the unconscious vows? And where did it all begin? Lunar abundance. And what? There's like more lunar abundance creations coming in 2024. What? You know, there is a real coherence to my body of work. So that's all over ezzyspencer.com. And then you can link through to those subsidiary websites underneath. And so ezzy.love is the website where you will now find all of the Relove goodies. So, of course, there are amazing free downloads over there. There's a cool attraction elixir. There's a blog. And, yes, I'm old school and there's still a blog. (laughs) So you can scroll back and see that is regularly updated. Um, The links to the podcast episodes and, of course, the link to that self-study program, Lovable, which I mentioned. So go and check out ezzy.love if that is interesting for you. And you can also link through to that if you go and visit ezzyspencer.com. This is all linked on my Instagram bio as well as he Spencer and I will link it in the show notes if any of this is interesting for you. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> what I was saying here is that the question today came in from someone who had completed the Lovable Self-Study program and she asked me to answer this question anonymously on the podcast. 
And the question is uh, about attraction patterns, understanding attraction patterns and deconstructing attraction patterns. All right. And um, this particular, oh, let me pull up the question here. All right. It's a really good question. So uh, this is a, a woman who is seeking men. And that's going to be relevant once you hear the content of the question, which I'm about to read out. And so what she says in her question is that she's usually attracted to very masculine men. Should I trust my intuition or is this just part of how I have been socialized? The whole girl fairy tale thing. And should I give the softer, kinder fellows a chance? So I'm usually attracted to very masculine men. Should I trust my intuition or is this just part of how I've been socialized? And now the thing that immediately jumped out at me about this question, and I think it's a really good question. I'm so excited to dive into it in this podcast episode. Um, and I'm so excited for this beautiful uh, woman to, to listen to what it is that I share, because we actually ended up going through a little bit of a, a back and forth and a discussion in the Instagram DMs about the meaning of masculinity and all those kind of things. Um, but the thing that really jumped out at me in the first instance with this question is that she put the word intuition in quotation marks. So, you know, I'm attracted to masculine men, should I trust my intuition or is this part of how I've been socialized? But with the Intuition in quotation marks was like a ding, 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 ding. Okay, we've got some really interesting work to do here, right? Now, um, before I go any further, when I'm talking about deconstructing attraction patterns, I want it to be really clear. I'm talking about deconstructing qualities or attributes. I'm not about to deconstruct sexual orientation or anything like that. I am responding to this beautiful woman who is specifically interested in dating men. Yeah. Okay. And so the first thing we're going to have to do here really is to surface an unconscious vow and just see whether there is something here. Because what the truth is, is that we don't actually know. We cannot with our mind figure out whether we are running conditioning or whether we are really tuned in to our own essence and to what it is that we are attracted to, right? We can't actually figure that out from the mental realm. Yeah. And this is what I love about the unconscious vows process is that it starts with the mental realm. It definitely engages the mind. However, it goes deeper than that. What it is that we do is that we open the heart. And when we open the heart, when we come into dialogue with our true self in that way, we have access to a vast reservoir of wisdom, which is going to sit outside the frame of reference of the mind. Yeah. So it's not like we're going through this self-analysis process. What it is that we are doing is bringing up to the surface anything that is running beyond the purview of the conscious mind, which is actually guiding our thoughts and actions and behaviors. Yeah and could actually be guiding our attraction patterns, yeah? Right. So the reason why I'm going down this angle straight away is because the word intuition was in quotation marks, yeah? Because right away we are seeing somebody who is incredibly self-aware, incredibly insightful, and very honest and vulnerable in the willingness and even asking this question. I'm reading this in terms of someone who is curious about whether habitual patterning is actually her truth or whether there could be something underneath that. Yeah. Whether she's actually really tapped into and living from in an embodied way, her feminine essence. 
what it is that she's attracted to sexually, what it is that she's attracted to emotionally, you know, what it is that she's attracted to in terms of companionship. Ultimately, you know, the opal key, the three secret keys, which unlock the secret garden in the Relove method. And I think that you can tell as I'm speaking about it in this way, that it is a very magical method. It does have its own vernacular. If you've been around here for a little while, if you've listened to the podcast and you're definitely familiar with this. Um, and what it is that we need to do is to strip back anything that is preventing us from being in that beautiful dialogue with ourselves. Yeah. Being in that place of fully embodying who we really are at our core. You know, once we strip everything back, once we come home to ourselves, who are we, you know, who are we in our feminine essence? And I absolutely love the book. Thinking Fast and Slow. It's by Daniel Kahneman. He's a Nobel Prize winner. It's a fantastic book. It is so incredibly dense. (laughs) So, I mean, I think I've been reading that book for about 10 years now, you know, but it's such a good book. Like I still keep picking it up and reading it and I read a few pages at a time. Um, But the reason why I love that book is that it gives such a deep and measured insight into intuition. Yeah, because a lot of the time we use the word intuition in sort of more spiritual circles, in personal development circles, in ways that actually touch into being like psychic or being tapped into something beyond ourselves, which, by the way, psychic abilities are a real thing. I can tell you that for sure. And people have different you know, levels of access to that and different levels of interest in terms of being able to cultivate that. Those are also skills that you can learn. Um but when, I, when we talk about intuition, we're often throwing around the word in a way which can cross the the boundaries into some more psychic knowing, yeah? But what I love as a counter counterbalance to that is this book by um, Robert uh, Kahneman, Thinking Fast and Slow, because he speaks about intuition through a more grounded lens. Um, not to say that the other way or the more ethereal, esoteric lens is wrong. I'm, I'm talking about this book as a helpful counterbalance if you're someone who really loves left brain, right brain, if you like balance, if you really do enjoy the rational in addition to the transrational, you know, the fusion of the feminine and the masculine, like, yes, yes, yes. Like, we need a lot more of that. Um, we can have a huge amount of knowledge, which is based on our past experience, which can be running in the unconscious mind. And we can be unconsciously competent in many different areas. You know, that's the Yahari window, if you're familiar with management consulting, right? So we can be really unconsciously competent in a way that may seem like psychicness or magic, right? But actually, we've just had enough experience of that particular issue, or we have such developed pattern recognition skills in a particular area just because we've done our 10,000 hours or whatever, you know, just because we're really skilled and trained. So what intuition is in in this particular reading is actually not something that's otherworldly at all, right? It's actually our old habits and patterns, which are not necessarily bad, which are not necessarily bad at all. However, what can sometimes seem like truth or reality can sometimes be what is simply familiar to us because of our past experiences. And now I'll go a layer deeper because as we know, like I am actually very magical and otherworldly. And I would say that our past experiences are not particularly born from this lifetime. And that goes well beyond the purview of Kahneman's book. You know, I believe that we can have knowledge that come down the intergenerational line. Yes, but potentially it can come from past lives. I don't really know the mycelium. Who knows, right? You know, there's a whole lot of wisdom that we can have that may not be, you know, psychically connected out to other beings in the multidimensional conscious universe. 
you know, but which can actually inform the way that we navigate the world or what we tune in inside of ourselves and what we perceive as truth. Yeah. So this is why I think an open mind, open mind, open heart. You know, I would always approach life with that spirit of curiosity and a willingness to dance in dance with the unknown and the mystery. I'm digressing here a lot, but I'm going to come back to the question. How do I know if this is my intuition quotation mark? She says, or whether I've been socialized into some fairy tale thing. Yeah. Am I really attracted to masculine men? So this is where we would bring up to the surface an unconscious vow. We'd, if I was in a session with this beautiful woman, if I was in a session with her, I would be saying, do you have a need to feel safe? Is there something about masculinity which you feel like you can rely on? Is there something about stability or a feeling of structure and strength that you do not feel is being met inside of you? Do you feel like there is some status of being with an alpha quotation marks, like someone who is really at the top of the masculine food chain? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying this is the case. These are questions and prompts for inquiry. And these would be the kind of things that I would be exploring. You know, when I'm in a container with someone that I literally do have those x-ray goggles, I have that ability to just like connect in with someone. I'm obviously not in a container with this person. So, and I'm not going to look into her soul outside of the consensual, you know, boundaries of a, of a container. Um, but these are the kind of things which I think would be really interesting for you to consider as you're listening to this. Like, is there an underlying need that you are responding to if you're attracted to particular qualities or attributes with somebody, yeah? Is there something that is drawing you in which is actually less about them and their, quotes masculinity or whatever it is, insert whatever is relevant for you as you're listening to this podcast. Is there something about that which is actually meeting something which is perhaps a little unexplored inside of yourself, some sort of need that you is you are not currently meeting? There may be no unconscious vow here, right, in this situation. It might just be this is what you are attracted to, yeah? In which case, own it, claim it, revel in it, embrace what it is that you are genuinely attracted to because we do need to have the ruby key in order for this to be successful, right? Like in order for you to really feel like you've got ongoing chemistry and long-term compatibility with someone for a sustainable, meaningful, long-term relationship, you need to be physically attracted to your partner. If we're talking about intimate romantic partnership, then having a physical component to that partnership is critical. Yeah. It's going to be critical for you both to have that aspect of your relationship fulfilled. So you must be attracted to them. You absolutely must be attracted to them. You know, I've riffed on this podcast before about love is blind. I mean, I just think that is one of the most fascinating uh, concept shows currently. And I was watching this with my partner recently and he was like, this is, and he's all in the real love language. Oh my God, he's so great. Um, and he was like, whoa, they're actually doing it all without the Ruby key. Literally like trying to to date and meet. Oh, and it's not just that. They, they don't just date. They actually get engaged <laughs> prior to seeing each other. And he's like, they're actually doing it all without the Ruby key. Like, how is this going to work? Their hearts are open and they do have that emotional attraction, at least at the point at which they come out of the pods, <laughs> which is how they date without seeing each other. Um, 
you know, and sometimes, but sometimes they'll come out of the pod, they'll look at each other and go, oh man, like, I really like you, but like, you can see this is going to be friend zone pretty quickly. So, you know, that, that physical attraction does need to be there. So you must be clear with yourself about what it is that is genuinely attractive for you and then own it and claim it and never pathologize yourself for that. Never judge yourself for what it is that you are genuinely attracted to. But in order to get to what that actually is, you are going to have to release your unconscious vows because you cannot get there just by analyzing yourself. You can't even necessarily get there by looking back at your past partners. If you have had a major awakening or if your past partners have actually not been suitable partners for you. Like I've had women go through the relove system and their attraction patterns completely change. After a huge awakening, after a period of intentional celibacy, and I did a podcast episode about that last year, uh, or after they've really done that deep dive work to bring up to the surface any old conditioning and decided to let it go or decided to consciously take it forwards into the next phase in their life. Yeah. And so when you really get to know yourself it may well be that moving forward, you're attracted to very different people than you have been attracted to for the past two or three decades. And that can be weird. You know, you can start to wonder where was I in all of this, but this is what I mean by patterns, intuition, and simply running old habits. And you know, if you've taken a quantum leap, if you've really moved your consciousness forward, if you are somebody who has had an awakening, if you are someone who's really done the work, if you're someone who is committed to the path of evolution and growth, it is entirely possible that you will in fact change your attraction patterns. And I'm actually doing quotation marks, air quotes here for change your attraction patterns. Because sure, you're changing them, but what's really happening is that maybe for the first time in your life, you're coming home to yourself and what it is that actually turns you on and has you come alive. And for some women that I work with, I mean, that process can occur in their fifties and their sixties. So it is never too late. The invitation is always to approach this with a spirit of openness and curiosity, open heart and open mind, and to be in a place of ongoing delight and joy in terms of the discovery process, which is always available for you. So recap, should I trust my intuition about my attraction patterns or is this how I've been socialized? I would invite you first and foremost to do the deep work, to lift up to the surface any blocks or tangles in your love consciousness, any unconscious vows, bring that up to the surface and to let that go and to come into deeper dialogue with your own heart and deeply embody your unique feminine essence, because that's how you're going to know, because your body's going to tell you at that point. Yeah. That's the first thing that I would say. The second thing I would say is my gosh, like own and claim and revel in what it is that you're actually attracted to because physical attraction is critical to the long-term success of a relationship. And in the Relove Method, I am working with women who are really wanting committed relationship. They're wanting to call in their life partner, usually because they want to build together. You know, they want to have a family together. They want to build a life together. And so having that attraction, sexual, physical attraction piece, having that Ruby key is absolutely critical for that to be successful and for both parties to remain engaged 
engaged. And I don't mean engaged with a ring, but to be fully remaining, engaged with each other's energy, with the intimacy, with the we that you are creating together. Yeah, because if you don't have that connection, either one party is going or both parties are going to end up feeling incredibly unfulfilled, dissatisfied. The relationship is going to end, you know, or maybe that one person will stray and they can do that secretly over a long period of time without ending the relationship. But ultimately that's going to end in absolutely crushing heartbreak and disappointment. So please do make sure that you are selecting for the Ruby key in amongst the other types of attraction. This is a big part of what I teach my women in the Relove method is how to set up a bespoke filtering system, which is actually be being authentic to you. You cannot do this with a piece of paper and a pen, my friends. It doesn't work. We need to go deep. We need to go through that transformational process in order to access that beautiful essence within. And then the third thing, be open to your attraction patterns changing because I see it time and time again. And so it's less about intellectually trying to give the softer kind of fellows a chance. And, and that was part of the original question of this beautiful woman. She said, you know, should I keep going for these masculine guys or should I actually give the softer kind of people a chance? I would say, do not ever try to talk yourself into that. But what it is that you may find, and this is like a maybe, right? Because it may be after you do all the work, you're attracted to the really masculine man because that's your truth. We don't know what's going to come. But maybe your attraction patterns will change and maybe you will be naturally attracted to those softer kind of people who might be incredible life partners for you. Yeah. And we're waiting for you there all along. They may be open and available for love and you may not be right now. If this is resonating with you, and I love working with women who are in that kind of resonance where they're really able to tune into their body and their body is saying, yes, 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 I'm interested, then lean in, come over to essie.love and you'll see the instructions for the next step. So go and check out the, the details of all of that and take the next step over at essie.love. I'm going to link that in the show notes as well. If you're interested about exploring the unconscious vows in love and in other areas of your life, then head on over to essiespencer.com. That's where you're going to see more information about the unconscious vows. You're going to read on that website more about how I discovered the unconscious vows through the Lunar Abundance work, through the real love work. And there's interest lists for you to jump onto. So go and check out essiespencer.com if you're interested specifically looking at the unconscious sounds. I'm really pleased that you are here. Love to hear what you think of the episode. Feel free to come on over to my Instagram, Essie Spencer, and let me know. And I am wishing you all the love that you deserve. <laughs>